Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Netflix's 1899. So a little bit of a break from our typical structure of the season before we've covered episodes one and two together, three and four together, five and six together. But we wanted to give the finale the attention it deserves, so we're means that we have to give episode seven its own episode as well. Uh, this episode was titled The Storm. I thought it was... I want to come out and just say, honestly, it might have been my least favorite overall of this season. I just think mostly because of where it is, because it's the second to last episode. It might have been a better like episode than the first episode, maybe. But I think because it's the seventh episode, your expectations are so much higher that it fell probably a little bit flatter for me. Still a good episode, but we can just kind of do our little round robin and then we'll get into the, the nitty gritty. Yeah, all. I'll pick it up there. I would agree with you. I think that was my least favorite. And I think it was because I think we were like an episode ahead with the theories, I think. And I was the one that edited the last episode and I'll come out and say right now, all of my theories were essentially confirmed to be wrong. However, like Luke <laughs> and Jimmy, you guys nailed that the boy was their child. 100% Daniel turned out to be the husband. So as I was editing the episode, I was just like, you know what? These theories make a lot of sense. And sure enough, I watched episode seven and I kind of like was already expecting all of the big reveals that probably made this episode so good and exciting for like, I don't want to say a casual viewer, but I'm oh, going to yeah. say a casual viewer, yeah. but it, it was still a good episode. You know, it, it, it gave clarity to what's going on. I think it confirmed simulation, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a lot of like confirmation of stuff that I was kind of already expecting. So I think that's why I didn't love this episode as much as the last ones, because I was just completely lost. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to reiterate everything you guys are saying. I didn't I wasn't sour on the episode like it was good TV. This is still freaking art that we're watching compared to most stuff that comes out now. But because of the level of answers we got in this episode, I'm thinking that we're looking at two seasons. I don't see how this can go for more because we did wrap up a yep. lot of things already. And then one thing that bothers me about the whole simulation confirmation, and this is something Kyle said that he really didn't want it to go. I'm sure it's still going to be fine, but I get why you're saying that now even more because a lot of the rules don't need to make sense anymore yeah. because it's in a computer. That's the part that's not fun as a podcaster because the bug doesn't need to make sense anymore. It's yeah. just a computer bug in a simulation that can just break code and stuff. And that's all fine. But now I'm really hyper fixating on everything in reality, like with the father. That's really yep. what I care the most about, because 
we'll talk about like what's going on with Ike and all them, but like even that stuff now it's just, it's, it's less fun to theorize about things when you could just say computer code or simulation. It doesn't, you know, but, but either way it's, it was still good TV acting's always good and nothing in the writing was like plot holy or weird. It just, we right. caught on to things easier than I thought we would. Yeah. Um, going last means I don't have to say much because you guys always nail it, but pretty much just like what Brian was saying, casual versus podcast watcher. I'm sure for a lot of the people that are just watching the show, don't need to think about it for 20, you know, 24 seven, taking notes, this and that are going to get these reveals and go, damn, that that's freaking awesome. Like that mm -hmm. is blowing my mind. But for us, we did pretty much nail a good amount of it coming up to it. And here's the deal. Just like Brian said, again, you know, we throw 100 things at the wall, you know, eventually we're going to nail some of them. So, you know, we got the simulation. We got the the, the sun, the kid being the sun, which is cool. Pat us on the back, Luke, for that one. You know, I think this also confirms that we don't have any supernatural uh, tendencies or anything for this ep for this episode, for this season, for this show. Um, we were saying maybe the bug, maybe the pyramid. Well, the pyramid was confirmed to just be a piece that you can open up and, and put the key in. So we're looking at the simulation. We did keep saying the word simulation last episode, so I guess we did nail that. Um, again, no supernatural parts of the show, at, at least for now. Luke, you're right. It's definitely causing a little bit of an issue where... Again, no rules. Anything can happen now. You know, if you're in the simulation and you're controlling the simulation, literally you could do anything you want. It is mm -hmm. almost like Inception when it, if you're in control of the dream, you can do whatever you want. So it's going to be hard for us to theorize. But the last thing I wanted to say is I, I definitely agree that this probably can't go more than another season. Or I mean, if they, I don't know. Again, these people can blow our minds and, and we know it. So it could go another like they could throw something out there in the finale that we're like, holy shit, the game has changed and it could be three seasons or whatever. But it seems like right now we have the real world and we have the simulation. And the only real world part is the dad. And we don't know anything about that world. There's no world building yet for that. My and, question, and I'm sorry to jump in on you because yeah. Luke had said the same thing is we don't know for sure, like what level of real his world is either. Yeah, I mean, he could I mean, be like, sitting in a he could be sitting yeah, in a, a pod like, right now too, and just like like where is he? That like the sky is all blacked out, and there's all of those dark black venom rocks and that big pyramid, like that. I mean, obviously to us, it doesn't look like reality. So where right. is he? It looks like another one of the, for lack of like vision worlds or dream holes that they've been that Daniel throughout this episode kind of crawls through, which we'll get to, which I thought was was cool. I wasn't really expecting that. But again, like that, I just feel like I was disappointed by the simulation thing, of course, just because I said I was going to be. Mm -hmm. And it's the less I think it's just the least fun answer right. like, for the reasons you guys have covered. But I, I think it's easy to jump the gun and like assume about the simulation stuff. I think there's so much more to come. Oh, yeah. Like there's going to be other things that's going to turn on its head. Like like you had said, you don't know if it go more than two seasons like the season finale to season two of Dark was insane. Oh, my God. And it just completely changed everything again. And it was like, yes. holy fuck, we're going right back to square one, essentially. So, yeah, I yep, think there's yep. there's a lot more in store than just it being basically, OK, we're in a simulation. I can agree with that, too. Definitely. I mean, we said it from the very first episode. We're expecting them to blow our minds. 
And, you know, they have been throughout this season. And then again, because we're podcasters and we're thinking so much on it, we're starting to guess things and we're starting to be right. But that doesn't mean that the finale, we're going to be texting each other, watching, going, oh, my freaking God, dude, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They just got us again. You know, we have no idea that's going to happen. And I I, I expect it. And it might be too much to expect. Who knows? Like, it might just be a clear cut finale. And then we're like, are we disappointed? But the way that this season goes, it seems like episode seven was giving us a lot of our answers. And if they want to be, I don't want to say cookie cutter because they're not even close to cookie cutter. But what I mean is like if they want to just end it, the season could end, you know, with episode eight and they could tell a story and the story could be over if they wanted. I mean, it seems like we're having a very like beginning to end story. And then. You know, you could always expand into the quote unquote real world portion of it and this and that. Like we're at the point now where here's the revelation. It's a simulation. And now the main characters need to figure out how to get out of the simulation and get the key and figure out the fail safe and win win the game pretty much. And here's where I'm worried because I'm going to make the Westworld comparison again. Season Mm -hmm. one of Westworld was all in the park and we spent all of season one exploring the park and figuring out the mystery and solving everything going on there. We ran out of park mystery and we got unleashed into the real world and the show declined a lot to the point where it got canceled. Um, That's where we are here. I feel like we have kind of figured out how this simulation works and everything going on with the Prometheus. Um, So I feel like the only thing left to do is figure out how to get out of the simulation, at which point this show is going to live or die by the mystery of the outside world, the reality world, which we can't really make a decision on that yet. But right. Right. They're kind of setting it up really well, honestly, yeah. like yeah. apocalyptic yeah. pyramid. And I, I would even oh, no, go, ahead, go so far as to say that I don't think that we've really figured out everything about the simulation yet. I mean, that's true. We know. I mean, I, at this point, so much of this episode, if we want, if you want to take it chronologically, just leads to the same conversation the whole time throughout about the simulations. I don't really think if I mean, obviously, if there's certain scenes we want to pick up and highlight themselves. But I feel like everything we're going to talk about will just lead us back to discussing the simulation. Yeah, so right. but I, I feel like like at the end of this episode, we're at, you know, we're in the archives and her dad says she even comments to Daniel, who throughout this episode is trying to get the key which in his mind, he tells Mara that like, trust him, like he'll almost like tether them to the simulation and like, they'll be okay. Like mm. it won't just restart fresh and clean. And right. Mara's dad kind of pushes back on that. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like it won't work. So like, are they yeah. stuck in the archives? And now there's another simulation going on and whoever survives that will then meet them in the archives and we'll get like multiples of people, like variants of other people like who have had different journeys. So they have different information. I feel like there's still so much for us to find out. Yeah. I mean, getting into if like already, if we want to jump into the end, because this might just be another free for all, like you're saying, Kyle, because we don't really need to go scene by scene. But, you know, it's pretty much confirmed now. And I and I really do love like the symbolism and the and the way that it's it's set up where we were going last episode, like, all right, figuring this out, we think, you know, simulation here, blah, 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 there, whatever. What's up with all those ships? Like, is it each a different? you know a game or or simulation like but then you find out that it's pretty much like that's the archives and which is a cool symbolism for it Mm -hmm. they get sent to the archives and they're sitting there in like a file where it's all the ships and they're all files of each individual simulation and now we have somehow ike got sent to it early 
and he's going to be his own guy. So that's really cool that you're thinking that we might have like the next ship, you know, and then there, there could be like another Ike, another Mora, but you know, right now it, it, is it so should we assume this is where I was confused with the, with the ending. So when we're looking at all of the boats and we're looking at right now, the, the current situation where we have Ike across looking at them and it's Mora and everybody else is, is sitting there. Is that because Daniel tethered them to, to the ship or to the simulation, or is it because they survived and like their each boat has the survivors on there? left in the archives just sitting there well the survival that could be two pieces of it because i don't like they were saying daniel and elliot the boy they've never got this far so i think in most of them they all die within the eight days and then it just restarts and that ship ends up going through the triangle portal to the archives with nobody on it so i think it could be okay. taken either way and so they don't have enough sample size to know because they always die the one right, okay. missing piece of this is if you restart the loop with like three survivors still on it, would they just still be chilling teleport. in the archives? Yeah, do they the assumption I made is that if Daniel didn't do what he did this run, they would be erased and it would just be an empty boat. But what he did to intervene made it so that they were tethered and able to continue surviving in the archive. Although, Luke, I think the component you just brought up is another part of it. Everyone's all no, right. Good. I, I totally agree with what you just said there. Um, mm. Like Daniel was a huge piece to it. And also, I don't think we're going to go the variant route because to me, like the purpose of this simulation is it's connected to their counterparts in real life. So what would the value be in if there is variance? Because it wouldn't be multiple people connected to the same human body. That would just be data collecting. I think there's actual there's an actual component here where it is connected to a like a singular mind so we are going to have the whole everyone that quote-unquote died this episode is going to be on the reset loop and then everybody else that survived is still going to be here as their only connection to the real world i don't think there's going to be multiple maras walking around or else it kind of just defeats the purpose of if they are trying to cure a disease here it's it's only collecting data it's not actually doing anything to the people and trying to get their memories back so i don't think there's going to be multiple people do you think that if he runs the simulation again, he being Mara's dad, which seems like his intention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he needs, because now he knows what the key is. Oh, but is, so, so yeah, I don't know. To continue see, with that, I see it can go one of two ways. Either he restarts the loop and the simulation creates a copy of their avatar, NPCs? if you will, and they can oh, yeah. just run the loop again from point A. Or... Now that Daniel threw the wrench into it, he'll try and restart the loop. They're anchored in the archives and the loop won't be able to run with the missing NPCs. And it'll be the same simulation without like Mara and the other seven. And I yeah, feel like I those are the only but... two things that can happen. I'm on team. It'll probably just. I don't know what team I'm on. Actually, <laughs> I don't know what team I'm on. Actually, I'm kind of rooting for team variant. If I'm being honest, I think team variant will be cool. Um, it's just it's just again, like we've been saying, it gets a little confusing because right now the dad's plan and goal is to get the key. Right. He wants the key and he's going to trade the key for Elliot. So does he care about any more simulations or is he just saying, Daniel, get over here, bro. I'll give you Elliot back. Give me the damn key. That's what I was thinking, too. It feels like 
because him at the end and him again being Mars dad is saying like talking to Elliot and he says she'll bring me the key and this will all come to an end like you know yeah. the Kerberos has moved to an archive she'll bring me the key it will all come to an end how does she bring him the key from the archive like what does that mean because if he's not in the simulation then right, how does she right. bring him the key he knows what it is now but does he know where she because if he had her body then but it's not a physical thing i guess because daniel does say to her like code in this world can be anything it can be an object yeah so, so like that's kind of i feel like the biggest well the other i think the one mystery is what we've been talking about of do we restart and everyone goes out of the archives are we stuck in the archives do we get variants and the other one is what is the key what is getting him the key actually look like and mean my thought process is that Moore is the one who actually created this simulation. And she's like the the mind behind it, meaning she's not bad or anything. Like, just say that she's her father's daughter. Her father had a plan and he's probably a genius, too. And she was, we know, as we know, you know, uh, a doctor, even though she couldn't practice, whether that's a true story or not. But whatever. My assumption is that she's the one who's this, the the genius who created the simulation. It's being used for something that she didn't want. But when but be, her being the good person she is, for whatever reason, we don't know the reason yet. She made like a fail safe, and that's you know that's the key. I mean, we've seen that in other things where it's like you have to find the code, you have to find the key, and she's the only one who knows where it is. And and in the simulation, she keeps it around her neck because she's the one who created, and she created a fail safe in it. I mean, for all we know. I don't I mean I guess you can't say the fathers are like in the simulation if he can control it in that way but I don't know maybe it's just like send it's like you're saying it doesn't have to be the actual key just send me the code that I can use to do whatever I want to do with the simulation whether it's you know unlock this unlock that do this do that I, we don't know that yet but yeah I'm assuming she created the whole thing I think that's probably <laughs> <laughs> okay. What theory I on, do that way too much. No, what I was going to say is that that theory would be supported by the fact that Daniel has this essentially OP right device, uh, remote control, device, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I was wondering why does Daniel like why does he have the technology to manipulate the simulation? Did he used to work for the father? But if his former wife developed the software, that would make sense that he would have had this remote if right. that makes sense mm -hmm. another thing and again we're just jumping all over and, and i don't even care dude you know <laughs> no but um the thing that i was wondering now that we have a lot of hindsight here is you know you meet daniel and you meet the boy you meet elliot and elliot is not saying one word the entire time and i'm guessing and he, you know, he does the whole like puts his hand to his mouth and says they're listening. Shh, don't say anything. That's why, you know, and he basically tells us that's why he's not talking. And I guess Daniel was OK to be seen because Daniel's not the one with the pyramid. And Elliot's the one that couldn't be seen because he has the pyramid. So the dad always says, bring me the boy because the boy has the pyramid. My question is, if we've seen the screens and we see how he's just watching 24 seven. How has he not seen the boy with Mora all over the ship? And and also, you know, like if he has to be so quiet about their listening, I don't I don't understand how the first mate was just so easily not easy because we do know he was 
working at, at it, but he uses that device and then he's like, gotcha, brother. Got, and then he finds him and he goes and gets him. I just don't understand where, like, how that whole thing worked. The only thing I could think of is that maybe if to kind of take your Mara create the simulation theory farther, maybe there's something about her room because Elliot kind of stays in her room for the most part. Okay, so you maybe know? like so her room is is. Yeah, you know, that's like, what I'm thinking. Maybe watchable or something. Yeah, because yeah. it has it has the same number as the the mental patient yeah. room, whatever you want to call it. Um, so maybe there's something there. Again, I don't know if I actually believe that, but just trying to maybe play a little devil's advocate, that could be a so, possible explanation. Let's extrapolate this out. Keep talking about the boy in this hindsight thing, because how does this connect? Because I'm actually very concerned with that as well jimmy now now that you're bringing yeah. it up i forgot right. i didn't realize how concerned i was with it <laughs> especially because shouldn't he also doesn't he have insight into all the visions as well like into the the vision rooms shouldn't the, it's like the cameras i forget if we've seen clips he's yeah he watches him. like when when more is in her in her vision or her memory right. remember she's smashing against the wall and break it through and the dad's watching from that so he can see everything in the simulation it seems like unless it's unless kyle's right and, and only her room is not to be seen like obviously he's locked in the he's locked in the 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 cabinet at one point so you can't see him because he's locked in there and yeah there has that. there but has I mean, to be there... some type of weakness to it you know and i feel like this feels yeah. like this feels like a question that gets answered in like the finale episode right it's an easy criticism yeah, right. it seems too easy. I mean, there could honestly be a thing where it's like because she created the simulation, she wrote in that like Elliot can't be seen or something, but he could be heard. So don't let him talk, you know, but but then it just doesn't. I don't know how like we get the thing where we don't see him, but the first mate sees like the the alert Out. where he's sitting yeah. under the grave, yeah. which is a cool reveal too. that. That's like where they have him hiding. Um, but I also want to say that I think this is confirmation through this episode that each room does have the, yes, the passage, hundred percent, which is cool because that shows how big the simulation is. Because we get a quick Olick view of his, so he's got a little, he's got a crazy backstory, man. Yeah, and, and so just again, I mean, to make the comment off of that, oh, like just very quickly, he obviously goes overboard and quote unquote dies in this episode. Right. I feel like there's no way that's the last we see of him. Right. I agree. Neither any of the people that died, including yeah. Lee's mom. Like and from Crester, the first day. Yeah. Yeah. And Crester. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way they all come back. I think the question is again with our conversation from the beginning of this episode is do we get variants? Is there another simulation run? When we get to the real world, are they characters? So that's something obviously we're gonna have to keep an eye out for. If we thought they were dead for real, we would have mentioned the fact that like eight people died this episode before 20 yeah. minutes yeah. into the yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think um, it gets it gets to the point where we all assume that they're coming back because by that point we know it's a simulation. So it's it's one of those things where it's like if you're the creators of 1899 and the writers, you're like, dude, we can like kill all these freaking people, get some kind of emotional reaction out of you. And then bring them back. But then at the same time, if you're like us, you don't get the emotional reaction because yeah. we know that they're probably coming back. So it's like a double edged sword there. 
So then here's the thing. When we were talking about what's going to happen when they reset this loop, there has to be some sort of difference between what happened with Olek and what happened with Ling Yi, who is still chilling in the archives. There has to be some sort of reconciliation where archive Ling Yi sees Olek with no memory of her. And that's like yeah, a point that, of emphasis. That creates so great that, conflict plot right there. Exactly. That's why I think. Yeah. Yeah, this well, is that's definitely going to happen. Any, to follow. Anybody that died will have no memory again, and that's kind of the mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the NPCs, which we were saying as like a joke, is actually just completely true. Like <laughs> yeah. All of the right, NPCs right, right. <laughs> are not real people, um, which is going to be very interesting because Mrs. Wilson is an NPC that made it through and is tethered, adding the extra... Li- right? She's, she made it through, right? She yeah, had, but is she yet. an NPC? Because she, she, she got a letter. She got an envelope. She had a letter, but she was... Oh, yeah, I mean, we were joking that the NPCs were the ones that were going to jump off the ship, but we did see that. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Crest no, she is an NPC. So let me hear. <laughs> I got two things here because one, like adding to the fact that an NPC made it through to the archives tethered and isn't going to get reset. Plus, she has the venom material on her. Yeah, right. Like she's got the she's material on her. So man. that's exactly that's going to do something that could potentially escalate to the point where it starts tearing down the archives now because i'm pretty sure that material is what's supposed to reset the loops but this is the first time that it's ever made it through and it's going to start yeah. like corrupting the whole thing and this could lead to them all getting out of the simulation Damn. But one thing that theory. we freaking missed uh, yeah i mean i think that's where it has to go but one thing that we missed and the only reason i know about this is because alki rewatched it when it came out live like thursday like you started going through it and I don't know how I blame. I mean, it's me, Jimmy and Kyle's fault for not saying this because we did not bring up how or maybe we didn't. I just forget. But how in the first scene in the main lobby room, mm-hmm. like the dining hall, when Mrs. Wilson sits down with uh, Mara and they have the conversation for the first time, it's like one of the first five, ten minutes. There's a. I don't know how we didn't bring it up where when she goes to take her drink of like tea everybody in the entire oh looks at her yeah 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 you guys didn't no, fucking they talk all... about that no we didn't i talk think about we, that. we i i had it in my mind like as part of everything that i've been saying but we definitely didn't bring it up she was like head npc right, yeah. right exactly so yeah. everybody that was taking the drink is an npc and i think that was more confirmation of that because all of our face named characters didn't so i think like for a fact that she is if just so we can just shut down the fact that she was fake like about to jump overboard, I think she totally was, and they just right, caught her right, at the right, right time. That's I all. don't know, man. I don't know how much I. I don't know how much I agree with that. I think the letter, in my mind, is more Trump's important it. than that. Yeah, yeah. So, I think they, it like ahead. gives her. Maybe she has like a a level of importance. Like she could be head NPC in a way that she's not actually an NPC, but all the NPCs take their cues off of her. Right. True. Right. Yeah. So. My question then becomes: We know why the ship owner is interested in Mora. Why is does he have interest in all of the other characters that have been spotlighted here? Are they just also people that are institutionalized, and he is their head physician, if you will, and they're yeah. just like kind of along for the ride? I want to almost the argue that guess that's the mental health thing, right? Like, yeah, or, yeah. like diseases, random PTSD, and that's why we're getting all these flashes yeah. of what's showing what they're ailment is yeah, yeah that is i think the most the most interesting question now that we've kind of sussed out a little bit of mara and the dad and now we know about daniel and elliot we have some confirmation there i really they, they've obviously made us a, a big point 
to show all of their backstories yeah and to show us even just even when they didn't have time you could say for like Oleg, we got a glimpse of his little memory whole vision world and we have this postcard so there's obviously there needs to be a reason while they're all here and i just want to see and I'm, i feel like i've said it every episode i want to see all their letters mrs wilson fucking yeah. reached for hers and she turned it over and it said virginia and i was like open that bitch it's like i need to see what's inside <laughs> of it because we see mara's and it's from her brother and we still haven't gotten her brother so there's so, question on that though does anyone have any brother theories because i actually for the first time after watching these episodes now that it's out like reddit is now a tool and this mm-hmm. is the first episode I've watched where I could like look at reactions for episode seven. And I'm stealing this from Reddit because I didn't think of this. And I think it's a very interesting point. Some people are saying that there's a chance that the first mate is the brother. And that would make a little bit more sense because he's all oh, in on he's like, working, working with the dad. dad. Yeah. And he's, but at the same time, he seems like he's actively against Mara. But then also it could be this whole like, is he double playing the dad? Is he double playing? You know, that's yeah. just like a fun thing to think about. I would like that too because I was looking back at things that I had said from the three and four episode and talking, and it just made me laugh because it was we, me and Luke had talked about how uh, Crester, like picking a side, was going to be like an important pivotal moment, and then he ends up yeeting himself off the ship. (laughs) (laughs) But we also had the same conversation about the first mate, so I think that that will be interesting if it actually does come down to that. He also is a redhead. She is a redhead. That's the most basic level of analysis possible, oh, but confirmed. it's there. <laughs> confirmed. It's there. So, yeah, we'll confirmed. see. This is, <laughs> this is where it gets into what I was saying, I believe, last episode, where it's kind of, again, confusing because we're talking Westworld here where they're all in a simulation. We don't know if the envelope is just part of their backstory, part of the simulation. We don't know if like the envelope is actually something the brother is trying to like write into the simulation code to get them. Like, if you really think about it, Mora, her story is that, you know, the brother went on the Prometheus and he disappeared. And now I have, you know, please meet me here and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's part of her story of the simulation. That's how she gets on the ship. So is it real? So the envelopes might not even be real either. Like how don't you dare say that those envelopes aren't real. <laughs> so well, here, here about the envelopes, clearly the ship owner is trying to have all of these subjects have some sort of self-realization. I feel like the letter and just the existence of the memory shafts are his like kind of push in the right direction because they wake up on this ship with no recollection of reality. They have kind of these notes that at least in Morris Kate case, um, it's like a core memory, something that like roots them to reality, reminds her of the brother. And like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much deeper it is. Well, I'm still sticking with my it's probably not going to be a this season thing, but like series long reveal about how this is all about getting curing the memory disease that the mom yeah. had that Mar- Mara's mom and Kyburn's. I don't I know if she's, if she's confirmed. Did she confirm dead or is she just confirmed? has no recollection remember. of the yeah, kids. No, no, she's confirmed that I don't remember the kids. Okay, so that's I don't think she's least, confirmed dead yeah. yet. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, still I don't remember the, the kids. The, I don't remember anything. Yeah. The the yeah, dimension. I'm in the mindset that that's still where we're going. And it is about using those, like you're saying, B Tom's those core memories to help unlock this uh degenerative brain disease. But again, I I don't really know if this episode supported that or not, but I also don't think it killed that theory. 
Well, also, we're, we can get into the fact that we, at least from Morris' point of view, whether it's an unreliable narrator or not, we know that the dad doesn't give a shit about her kids. Like, all he cares about is the mom and his work. So, right. going back to my theory that she created whoa, this... Whoa, 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 whoa. Is, is that an assumption we can make? That he's just heartless yes. and doesn't care about Mora? Yeah, well, no, no, said. no. I'm After... saying, I'm saying it. She could be an unreliable, unreliable narrator, but that's what she said. She said she he never cared about the kids, and she and he was cruel to us, and only like only loved the mother. I thought he said he showed a marked preference for Mora over the brother, and was a little bit of a hard ass to him. But like, only I think because we I might think... have to review the tapes on that. I w- I wouldn't want him to be such a one dimensional character that he only. Whatever. I'm pretty sure sure she has a quote where she says, yeah, I'm pretty sure she has a quote where she says he didn't really show any affection for anything except our mother. Now, that doesn't mean like she had a preference for her losing her memories. But you're right, B. Tom's, because she also did say that she he preferred Mara. And that's why I think to him, they're still like tools. Right. So this is. Yeah. So this is what I'm getting at. So going back to my theory that she's actually the one that created the simulation. You know, maybe she worked for him. She created the simulation because she's also like a genius or very smart. Maybe she was also trying to help the mother going back to your theory, Luke. And then she found out that his goal or the way the simulation worked was that you're trapped in there forever until you break it. And she knows it probably can't be broken for at least a long time. And then she creates the fail safe and he ends up putting her in the simulation as a like, yo, you know, I don't agree with you. I'm 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 the boss here and I don't want you to break the simulation. I want you, you know, I don't want um you know, I don't go okay, rewind here. She's saying she's saying she doesn't like where he's going. It's not it's not morally ethical to keep people in the simulation ongoing and he's saying I don't care. So then he locks her in the simulation as you know, to keep what he wants going going. And that's he why Daniel he locks her in or she does it willingly to be like it's me or the simulation. Oh, the okay. reason I want to say locked in is because I think that there's a chance she also has the same disease as the mom. And mm. yep, well, that would make sense why Daniel takes it upon himself to go in and act as a rogue agent trying to yeah. save her, too. OK, I'm on team. She got locked in. If And I and I, that I also to want had. to talk this out with you guys, because I'm a little confused here where we get the situation where the dad says, you know, it was very whatever, like it was very smart of you to t- whatever tether yourself to the prometheus and use the prometheus to get onto the newest simulation S- but we know that they've done this over and over and over so is it just that the dad's finally finding out that they were part of the latest simulation or i'm no. just confused my take is that that was like a new move that they tried to pull for the first time you know, like you like usually usually they find the Prometheus empty completely yeah. in the simulation, but this yeah. time they found the boy and Daniel on there. Well, Daniel obviously sneaks his way onto um, the Kerberos, but that seemed so, like that seemed like a new move. So, if we're going by the fact that they're saying that they've done it over and over and over, it's just like they're passengers, they're rogue passengers on the ship from the start, and the, and the Prometheus thing wasn't part of the storyline or the quote you know the quote-unquote storyline of the simulation until this latest one that's the difference mm, i'm gonna say no i, I want to say the prometheus is part of it because i feel like he wants to analyze as well like the captain's decisions to like actually Ooh. go after the ship 
I would take it a step further and say the entire storyline of the simulation is based off the fact that there was a previous simulation. So it, the thing that kicks it off is the last simulation yields one ship adrift on the open waters. So, okay, my, so, so then the next simulation, so, we'll get a different name ship that's searching for the Kerberos. Correct. Yeah, no, I like that. But I'm but my so then my question is, what's the difference? So we're just saying that he had leaving Elliot on the Prometheus so that more would find him is the difference. But how is that really that big of a difference then, you know, in the next simulation or the previous simulation for the Prometheus simulation? Elliot was just there somehow as a as a passenger. Because he was on it. I mean, we know that they've done it. I I already take back my last theory because the Kerberos, <laughs> is, the Kerberos is in the archive. Not completely. Yeah. Just going to rearrange something. Kerberos is in the archives. I don't think it's coming out. I think the Prometheus is always the same ship that is adrift on the o- ocean. And let me just add to that. That honestly explains why the Prometheus looks like it's degenerated thousands of years. It could just be literally the same ship that just kind of is like getting decrepit, but at the same time, it's a simulation who cares about the physics. Do you remember like the mechanism that was on the Prometheus that Daniel was fucking with that the Venom stuff came out? Mm -hmm. Ike, Captain Ike said something to the effect of, oh, there's an identical machine on the Kerberos, but it never worked. The Prometheus is the only one capable of starting the shutdown process. No, because Daniel uses the machine on the Kerberos when he fights the guy with the shovel. He yeah, gets he, the machine working. He's trying to shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the thought was there, but he's trying to shut it down. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Because because Ike obviously didn't have the the doohickey to actually work the thing. Yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Plus, they disappeared. Yeah. They disappeared from yeah. the Prometheus anyway before any of that happened. Jimmy, I have a question about what you're saying. So, are you saying? Because for me, I feel like you could interpret it two ways. Are you saying that the dad put Elliot onto the Prometheus? No, 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 no. I'm saying that Daniel and Elliot have said, we've tried this over and over and over, and we've mm-hmm. never gotten this far. The dad says, it was very smart of you to try, you know, using the Prometheus to get into the simulation, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're doing it over and over and over again, and then new thing is that they use the prometheus in the prior simulations is it just like hey we have passenger daniel and passenger elliot and they're being rogue agents and like but the difference for this one for the kerberos's simulation is that we're going to go to the prometheus daniel's going to sneak in and start doing shit and elliot's going to be found in the cabinet i just don't i don't understand what the big difference is also how are daniel and elliot the only ones exempt from getting their memories wiped because they remember all the runs. Well, Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to say we've never got this far. Well, that's the whole this- tether thing that he's he's been tethering himself to each simulation, I'm guessing. Right. He knows yeah. how to do that. It's got to do something with a doohickey. Yeah. It also it also could be like a matrix situation where everybody except for them is keyed in in this experimental lab where they're connecting into this simulation from outside it to save Mara. Like yeah. the matrix, like they're kind of trying to do their own thing. So they're a little bit their own beast compared to what's so, under control by Kyburn. I was just going to say that. So I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. So the, so the way that I'm envisioning it is like if we get some kind of pan out real world scenario in the finale of Kyburn's castle or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm th- <laughs> I hope it's a castle, man. Kyburn's yeah. castle. Kyburn's castle. We're going to see like 
our main characters pods. in like pods, right? And then yeah. you're saying, Luke, that there could be like another lab in the real world where like Daniel and Elliot are in their own pod doing their own thing. Is that what Trying you're saying? Trying to figure out. Like, yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, would I, love I like that. that a lot. It's like I Assassin's just, Creed kind of too. Yeah, that, yeah, I like that a lot. A little late in Very the ball much. game to do this, but Kyburn is the ship company owner slash Mara's father for anybody who doesn't know who Kyburn <laughs> yeah. is. True, true. I true. said it in so, one of the episodes when we first when Yeah, first it was the last episode. It. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, no, and definitely worth I it wanna, to reiterate. Mm. Quick comment too, because Jimmy, you said like what's different about this. I'm still sticking by my theory about what's different about this loop was Daniel prematurely killing Ada to unite the Danes and cause the mutiny to happen earlier. And it kind of like spirals into this cause and effect thing where it eventually made the sides happen earlier. Um, but that's the only thing I got because why did Daniel do that? That's still not There's really obviously got to be something to that where he says, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then she's dead. But also because we don't r- feel bad because she was an NPC. Yeah. She is and just computer code. And she'll be yeah, back. I, I did feel bad originally. She was good, r- good written computer code, though. She's a nice little do, computer code. Do any of the Dutch have a note confirmed? Don't believe so. Okay. I would guess Toba, no. if anybody, is revealed mm. to. But yeah, she but she hasn't, hasn't been revealed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I meant... Yeah. Okay. But she does have a backstory, so... But no, I don't think she... Yeah, She does. I mean, she has... She is That's someone who can go into her own memories. Yes. So that feels more real than NPC. And let's let's talk about something real quick because connect to her. Does that or Anchor and Mama Dane, they weren't NPCs, were they? But they they might have been because she wanted to wrench jump. in this whole thing. Yeah, she wanted to the jump. idea about how the ticker was like a delayed effect on some people. Does that mean they were stronger NPCs? Like I don't know what that means yeah. about why it didn't kick in until they tied themselves in. Because that applies to Clementine, that applies to Jerome and Lucien. So yeah. like that that's a weird piece of it all well, too. We were it discussing seemed- this in the last episode. We don't even know if everybody was affected or like right. Ibn was the only one of our like main characters that was confirmed affected. Everybody else, if they were, it was all screen. Yeah, and, and it seemed Angel, like it affected right? her. We don't know. I feel like about Angel. Angel was just Angel wasn't affected bitch. where he wanted to jump. He was just sitting there like singing think, to himself, yeah. like in a in a daze. I think he was afraid. I think he because like, he barred his own door from the inside. I think he was just afraid of all of them marching like zombies gotcha. down the hallway. So he just kind of was freaked out more than anything. So then, do we think Anchor is a real person? I fucking hope so. Our boy's a real person, dude. Because he better come back. Like that yeah. can be the last we see of fucking Mr. Veal. I mean, I will say that whole family has reason to be in there because they all experienced that traumatic Tova backstory. Ibn clearly has that some means, degenerative that means thing Ada. going on. So like the, all four of them have reason to seek mental assistance. Mm-hmm. Ada wasn't in the in the memory. So true that she could she could be NPC and, also, and the rest aren't. Crester was confirmed basically NPC though. Yeah, uh, that's true. Because he jumps. Right. I think I think a part of it, too, is that he so he, again, being the dad, is looking at people and like kind of the way that they deal with their emotions and like mental fortitude to like change their surroundings and like the way they interact with their surroundings. So he says in this episode, every time they make the same mistakes and every time they die because they can't get rid of their emotions, that's what makes them weak. Human nature's ultimate flaw. And I think that part of the the npc stuff is that like a lot of them like literally don't have brains like they don't have memories so things start to click in and they start moving but right. with crester like we've seen 
throughout this kind of all the episodes beforehand that Crestor is adrift. He has no, he doesn't feel like almost he has a home. Like he, his mom hates him. He's getting in a fight with Tova. Like his little sister died. Like he obviously, it seems like at some level resents himself and how he is and how he is being gay. And I think it is showing a little bit too, that like he didn't have the mental fortitude to fight it because when it affects the mom delayed, like it affects her after she finds out that he died and she kind of goes a little crazy you know what I mean? Okay. So I think okay. that like she gave up a little bit of hope, if you want to say, and like she kind of gave up a little bit mentally. So then it starts like kind of clicking for her and then she starts kind of marching in the beat of it. And that feels to me like what happened to Angel, too. But was he not tied up? Because if he was tied up, that solves all my issues. No, nah, he was lying. He was laying there with Ramirez. Yeah, Ramirez was holding him the... on his lap or whatever. He's like he was like laying that. his head on his lap. So um, this is Franklin also had a weird moment that we were like, was she? Wait, yeah, Mrs. Wilson. Mrs. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. Dude, like I literally did the same thing in the other episode. I wanted to yeah. say Mrs. Franklin too, because she calls Mora Miss Franklin. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I think she's she's more suspect. I think than anything. Although she does in this episode, she's freaking out about the black hand thing. So it doesn't seem like she's really on the take. Yeah, but she feels most likely. I think to like us to learn something about her that completely flips our understanding of her on its head. I, I thought that there was going to be more rogue agents than just the first mate. Like I was thinking um, Clementine because of her earrings in the very beginning. And then we kind of talked it out with the whole Amazon and things like that, where it's just popular, but, or it's just like, listen, she might be an NPC and they gave her the freaking triangle earrings. Cause they're using that <laughs> technology. But you know, I thought I thought Mrs. Franklin, a.k.a. Mrs. Wilson, was also going to be, you know, a rogue agent or something. But it's looking like as of now, the first mate's the only rogue agent. But again, they could change that and blow our minds at any time. I want to talk through this with you guys because we talked about this last episode. We knew that there was three and I used last episode simulations. And I guess that's true now. There's three scenarios where we had the main scenario where we have the Kerberos and the Prometheus in the same ocean. Then we have this scenario where it was teleported, meaning the Kerberos, and it's alone. Then we have the scenario where it's the archives. So we don't know where Daniel was able to teleport the Kerberos to leave it be by itself in its own scenario. And I was just thinking through the whole thing where we're saying, you know, the Prometheus was always part of the simulation. I guess we did confirm that when the simulation dies or whatever, when, when the game ends, the Kerberos goes in the whirlpool and comes into the archives, but the Prometheus did not. Right. Right. So that kind of confirms that the, sim- the, the simulation always uses the Prometheus as the boat that's sitting there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was where I was I like that. So I'm good with that. You know, check that off. I'm good. Like because my original theory was that when the dad Kyburn is saying to Daniel like, "Oh, you're you're smart. You use the you use the Prometheus." I was thinking that Daniel was like overriding the simulation, bringing the Prometheus into the simulation and it wasn't supposed to be part of the simulation and then that's his way to sneak on to the Kerberos. But you know, really, all he's doing is sneaking him and Elliot on in various ways. But the Prometheus is always part of the simulation. So we just don't know where that second 
world is that second world dimension is where it was just by itself and safe at the time when when daniel moved it but yeah okay so I, I just what wanted daniel to talk- did was uh, all i think he did was reset didn't reset the loop completely just pulled the ship back because what what they said was they were basically where they were before they went off course i think all he did was just push it back within the same loop like three days or whatever it ended up being like that's all that was in my head it was the same loop so like before just you kind of reset uh, that before piece you find it. the prometheus so you so you're saying like the part of the simulation where they haven't gotten the mayday yet and they're just chilling by themselves on the water Yes, I think Daniel yeah. and Elliot entered through the cabinet in the Prometheus, and they once the ship got there, like they expect it, because that's how the loop goes, they got onto the ship and then reset it in the loop so that they could change things up and, and make Get something happen almost. where they can trigger Mara to actually break out of it. Okay, cool. I'm in. I'm down with that. I like that. And also, let's talk about it now, because you brought it up, that freaking... I've been waiting for the whole whirlpool in the middle like yeah like yeah. transition because they've it's been in trailers it's been in the title sequence and it did not disappoint the cgi no, for that awesome. was fucking amazing just this the ship like swirling down lingy's like looking out oh i love that whole yeah, transition and just seats. the animation i was literally thinking in my head sick. like if i'm gonna die like i would that'd be pretty sweet like you're just like staring yeah. into the light from the bottom of the whirlpool like i'm, I'm in yeah but they fucking right up oh they absolutely threw our boy Oleg the short stick. I was like yeah, pissed. Yeah. It was such. It was the weakest way for him to go out. And then I mean, is he, he's not fully out. I guess is a possibility. But him just getting crushed by that wave and screaming, falling overboard. I was like, there's no way they just did that to I us. Blame <laughs> Ling Yi. Yeah, oh, well, for it's sure. Definitely her fault. Yeah. I mean, she's she yeah. should know at this point Big that her girl. mom's dead and she's seeing hallucinations. I mean, well, I get it. It's what is that? What is what is the symbolism of seeing a hallucination of a dead NPC? Like, what does that mean? Everyone I mean, has her mom their own is story. like a, seems like a real thing. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, everyone has their own story, and the dad Kyburn literally says right after that happens, as everyone's dying, the the line Kyle, the quote Kyle said, where it's basically just like, yo, love is is their weakness, and they keep doing the same things over and over. So we can assume that you know the loop, the story changes, and they just keep making those quote-unquote stupid decisions but i'm just assuming that the dad wrote that into the simulation for what was going to happen to ling you know olick you know not necessarily like i don't know how fully you can write the simulations and how you can control the characters but you know he's testing her basically yeah right into the simulation that that she's going to see your mom she's going to freak out go after the mom and then see what olick does and then you know and that and then his quote comes right after that so it's like he's testing to see if olick Oh, it literally does say you're you're effing crazy before he like, you know, tries to pull her back in. I mean, he could have just said you're effing crazy. I'm not going after you. And the dad would have been like, boom, you pass, bro. Proud of you. You know, but every time he goes after. Yeah, exactly. Let's take this time since we're kind of just like not wrapping up, but we're like talking about the end here. I just want to bring up how epic it was like once they did go through the portal and then they they show up and Ike sees that the new ship popped up. How mm-hmm. like just the shot of the survivors there was like pretty like poster worthy epic. I just yep. want to just say it out there and tell me if I miss anybody about who died and who's alive in terms of non NPC people, because I have at the end who's there is Tova, Ramiro. Ling Yi, Mara, Jerome, Clementine, and Mrs. Wilson, plus Ike. 
and they all seem to have a counterpart, which is which is really really like cool writing because that's going to be what they end up doing, like trying to all connect to their plus one, I guess you can say it. And yeah. who I have is like quote unquote dead is Angel, Olek, mm-hmm. Lingyi's mom would be Lingyi's, Lucien, Franz might be the counterpart to um because he seems real. Franz could have been the counterpart. Uh, maybe Ike. I don't really know there. And then uh, him Mama and Tova. And he was with Tova. Oh yeah. End. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. But yeah. then where does Mama and Papa Dane come in? Because they're also they dead, but they're going to be important for Tova as well. I guess. Okay, yeah, they would be Tove's connection, I think. Tove. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Ramiro's? Angel. Angel. Oh, oh, you mean that like someone like well, I thought you meant like that survived with them. Like Jerome has Clementine. Right, right. Ike no, no, has no, I'm, Mara. I'm saying they everyone alive has someone dead. Oh, they okay. Kind of connect yeah. to. I yeah, took it yeah. the other way. That's my fault. Jeez. You know, you guys are quick with the insults over there. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I didn't say anything, Kyle. I got your back. Bro. I know. I know you do. Um, okay. So just, I guess, some things to bring up, just things that I highlighted um, that I just thought was interesting throughout the episode. If it creates commentary, cool. If it doesn't, then fuck me, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting. We we keep talking about where the symbol keeps popping up. We do see, I don't think it was ever confirmed unless I completely missed it every time, but, and I could have, that the the room markers have the symbol on it too yes mm-hmm. okay and then mrs wilson's dress yes dude i i had to pause that to make sure <laughs> yeah so she's wearing a dress with the symbol on it as well on her sleeves yes which i think goes against my argument that she's more than an npc right and also be... when when we had talked about how lingy's dress her kimono her um her outfit has the symbol on it and we were like well mrs wilson gave that to her so maybe she's on the take but it seems like it was just a dress that she had made it's just choose changing your custom attire in a video game man yeah it seems <laughs> yeah. to be more of that than anything else and to speak to go back on a kind of a, a bigger point that we had just made maybe about 10 15 minutes ago of does mara is mara suffering from the f- same affliction as her mother mm-hmm. and in daniel's memory which I think we're all kind of assuming that the memories are like real, quote mm-hmm, unquote. Mm-hmm, Obviously, mm-hmm. it's they're experiencing them in a simulation, but these are things that have happened to them in their real lives. The conversation I think is plays into that idea that Mara might be suffering because when Daniel just Daniel always says to her, it seems almost like his catchphrase to her is like, "I love you, never forget." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe so. he's saying that too because she like. Who knows what the actual deal is with the mom having kids and then starting to get dementia, whether it's obviously, well, we don't know. Again, we don't know the time period. Like if it was 1899, people, it could be coincidence. And the dad could just be like, dude, the kids freaking did it. What the hell? But, you know, I don't know how we know it's technologically advanced. So whatever. But if there is some kind of disease in this world where you have kids and then you start forgetting, well, she had a kid and maybe she has like the genetic thing from her mom to start. Like, oh, forgetting yeah. Things. So, you know, I don't know if that could be part of the world building. Another thing, Kyle, is if we're saying that those memories are true, or at least as real as we can guess, then the background, the post-apocalyptic background is in that memory when we see where they're living, Mora and Daniel. Like, if you look out the window and when they show the pan out of where they are in that memory, it is the same background as where the dad, Kyburn, is. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean... I guess there's a way you take that of 
Yeah, like which where does the memory start? Right. And end? Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, you're right. It could be you know cut off right at the 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 front yeah. door of that building. But I'm just saying it's, that's. It's also could be like if Mars the one who created the simulation, then maybe like they could have like a little personal use of it, where like they incept themselves into a simulation where they can kind of stop time almost. Because she does say, and that this was something that I, with the first Matrix thought I had when she says like I wish this moment would last forever. And I thought he was going to say, like, pretty much like, you know, red pill, blue pill, like, what if it could? But yeah, right. obviously didn't come. Um, I just I think there's I'm just really stoked to see. I want to see real world Mara really yeah. badly. I want to know the level of like how involved she actually is in all of this. Yeah. What if it's like, like it's gotta be high. what if it's freaking dude? What if it's just a video game and like. Kyburn and Mar are just playing video games the whole time, and they're <laughs> just kidding. That would suck. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> um, well, that would suck. Unless you guys have more comments there, I want to talk about the other visions because we we yeah. briefly mentioned a couple of them, but I feel like that 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 was a crazy trippy scene when Daniel's just going through the ship's yeah. hole and popping through each of the different visions because we got two new ones. Yeah, we got Ramiro and Olex. And Olex, yeah. Okay, so yeah. is Ramiro and Angels? They share a room. Is it the same thing going on there where they can share the same core memory? That seems to be whatever so. they did. Like if they killed somebody because they got caught hooking up or something, then they had to escape because they're also they just murdered somebody. That seems where it goes because you see the the necklace on the ground and then right away it flashes to him having I think it's Ramiro holding the fake priest necklace. Mm-hmm, Is mm-hmm. that like that? That's what that what we were supposed to take from that, right? I feel like we can only one hundred percent connect it to Ramiro not angel that would be like an assumption that isn't something they like spoon fed to us but definitely that was ramiro's backstory it's, and it looked crazy yeah that was just him killing the priest but I would angel assume. doesn't have an opportunity to have a different vision room because it's the same room that's the only reason i'm that's, saying it's safe that's where it's they are that's where yeah that's where it's crazy because it could it be that ramiro is real and then they just tied an npc to him and gave him a quote unquote another yeah. story you know, like added added Angel to his story, and then his real background is just, hey, like I'm gay, and I somehow had to get out of where I was, and I killed a priest and took his garb. <laughs> I don't know what well, the, that would the, be freaking wild because then if it turns out that Crester is also an NPC, that means two NPCs like fell in love, fell yeah. in love, like started hooking up, oh, and that I could, could just be a whole them. other. And that proves more. I I can fuck with that. That proves more (laughs) uh, to what Kyburn is. The dad is mad about. Like, can you imagine? Like, his point is to try to is to say like stay logical. And his even now his NPCs are actually finding love, which is like human nature. They didn't fall in love. That's he so just why. jerked them off a little bit. So let's <laughs> they, get that They true. were on their way. They the were angels, on their dude, way. in love with Ramiro. That yeah, we true. can confirm. All right, well, yes. Kyburn is probably like, yo. NPCs yo. were just jerking each other off, which is well within the realm of the program. The no, simulation Ky- didn't have that coding. Kyburn well, yeah, definitely watched that, that was looking around and was like, what the fuck are these fuckers doing, man? <laughs> All I told him was to give him a goddamn freaking cigarette case, and now they're jerking each other off. That's that's what killing Ada did. That's how the yeah, loop changed. The, you kill you Ada, Crestor jerks yeah. off Angel. That's actually that is actually true because he true. was only sitting up there because he was looking for Ada. Yeah, yeah, that's it was true, man. Oh my god, Cannon. That's oh, good. that's that's money. Quote that's that. Good. <laughs> 
Okay, I do have some other comments. Um, <laughs> it'll be literally impossible to follow that up. But um, <laughs> one is kind of a smaller one. They give us a book twice in this episode. And the book's title is called The Awakening. Mm-hmm. It's written by someone, Kate something. Chopin. I just Chopin. Okay. It seems like obviously that's on purpose. We yeah. will see. Uh, I think who, the first mate goes in and this could lend more towards the brother theory as well. Of Like he recognizes the book because maybe it's like his sister's favorite book. Mm-hmm. And he hesitates. He looks at it and kind of hesitates and then yeah, jumps into the memory hole. So that could play into something a little later. And then the other one is when Daniel is kind of coming clean completely tomorrow when she makes her way into his memory hole and she's sitting on the bed that the episode starts with and Daniel kind of explains kind of everything that's going on with her. And he uses um, Plato's cave allegory of like what's actually going on with her. I didn't totally understand exactly everything that he was saying. I'm not super versed in what the hell Plato's cave allegory means, but I think the important thing is that he mentions, he talks about like shadows and shadows on the wall and that just immediately made me think of Ike and how like when the daughter, when he's in his vision, it says to him, like, when you're here, the shadows go away. Right. So something obviously with his wife, maybe she almost has a similar affliction if, as Mara's, um, Mara's mom, Mother. potentially right. Mara. Yeah. So we'll see. That just seemed like the use of the word shadows in that way seemed like it was purposeful. No, what's funny mm-hmm. is that Mara had a one-on-one interaction with yes. Ike's yeah. wife and True. she kind of like glitched out. I wonder if Mara being in his memory without Ike like glitched the simulation, but worth noting. And it was also yeah. it was also in the middle of the simulation dying. So it could be either or. But I do like that. Um, and in like the very simplest terms, and I could be wrong, I did kind of look up the cave allegory. And basically it was just saying like. Back in the day, if you're if you have the caveman and there's there's a fire, they're basically saying like the things that are behind them that are actually the real world in the real world are casting the shadows, but the cavemen and cave women, I guess are only looking at the wall that are showing them the shadows and are, and are taking that as the reality when really it's what's behind them is the reality. Okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. I'm just curious. Someone, if- I was going to say someone was saying, this was another thing I took from Reddit. I think this is like the only other thing I remember from like my scrolling, but like what you're saying, like the perspective, they, I think it was episode six or five that they talk about like your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's Mars a dad. Lot. Like someone was saying that if me two D to three D, yeah. No, well, wait. That's wait, what wait, I what? was saying. No, no. Remember what I was saying is the optical illusion where you're looking at it one way and you think it's two D, and then you turn it and it's three D. Like it's yeah, a yeah, different yeah. way, yeah, different way that. of looking like at it. Yeah. Perspective matters, and I was seeing something about eighteen ninety nine, like flipped upside down as six six eighty one. I was gonna say crazy. that. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. And I literally only found that out of doing the fucking YouTube thumbnails. And I accidentally clicked <laughs> it and it, it went upside down. I was like, that's a number. <laughs> but it, it is, seems but that seems a little unrealistic. It seems You're too far the, in the future. Yeah, that's the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would go along the lines of like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it doesn't mm, yeah. seem too far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we could have lost a lot. Of, it, it felt too far in the future because we're still studying the brain at that level. Yeah. Of like we don't know yet and that seems but, like we might know but the brain's very complicated i feel yeah. like you would have to be pretty far in the future to have a simulation capable of this and the technologies mm, are hundreds plus years away yeah and we pretty, also pretty could be in the realm do. of we could be in the realm of trying to save the world here and like yeah. the yeah. father's doing this shit yep. unethical stuff to get an answer that's going to help 
save the world. Because if that black pyramid landscape is reality and it's not just a second level of the simulation that the father's using to monitor all of this, we that world building reveal is going to be fucking wild and it could yeah. be as crazy as we're in the year 6681 blah, blah 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 like i'm all in on that that sounds i like sick. it yeah i like yeah. it yeah we're gonna credit me with that though right not the, yeah, not the not you, okay Kyle. cool i got that cool. from you every yeah. time you do canva stuff for for benstown <laughs> i'm so yeah. happy so i'm giving you that credit dude. okay cool yeah <laughs> and it's it would be very them them as in the creators of the show Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a theme, yeah. and especially with the perspective thing as well, it works very well with the perspective, like Luke had said when he brought it up initially. And the the last comment I had that something we didn't really talk about plays perfectly at the end of what Luke just said about the location of Morris' father, because he says that he wants the key, and you know where to find me. They do. Who knows where to find him? Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Dan- I guess Daniel, Daniel because he's in the real world. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, Daniel is going to be now our biggest source of information because he yes. is the only one that knows anything at this point. They're all like they all just went through a fucking vortex. What they thought was real is no longer real. So how is Daniel going to inform that, them about and, these things? I think it's going to be really interesting to start the finale episode. And that's where you get into the whole she gave him the key, which we know is not actually a physical key. And then he has to go to the dad. And does that mean like we're going to get a scene where his like pod opens and he has to leave and go to the dad? But at the same time, now, what is the key that he got? Is it just like now I have the code written down or or do I have a flash drive with the code and that I can pull out of out of my pod and then move on to the dad? You know, that's that's where we need to get into the world building of what is actually going on in the real world. They haven't given us any information about no. how one gets into or out of the simulation. And right. I think we're on a collision well, it's course not true. for Daniel leaving the simulation. I think the cabinet is important because we saw the first mate go through it to get out and then instantly go That's and true. talk to the father. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the cabinet, the cabinet's relevant, too, because like not the boy only pops back up the in. boy was in the beginning. And then, yeah, when the boy gets thrown overboard and he kind of resets and goes or wait, did, did we did we decide that that wasn't that he was put there or not i forget if he popped up back in the cabinet after he did being thrown overboard he did, okay, yeah. he did. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's like something mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be a, some sort of symbolism yeah. of like yeah the, it seems a little bit like a gateway simulation yeah. yeah and also like the the subtitles when the first mate gets in it's like something like energy something doing something so yeah. seems important. I don't, it seems like it could get even more complicated if you really got into the whole like. Of course it can, Jimmy. Come on. Yeah, right. Right. A simulation <laughs> within a simulation where where the dads actually like maybe like again we're talking about if we're right. I don't want to go. Someone's down pulling that his way. strings too. That, that would be <laughs> wow. The no, 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 no. Well, okay, now that would be ridiculous. I wasn't going there, but what I was at, what I was going for was the whole like we have a, a scenario where again it's. 1899 flipped and so it's very <laughs> far into the future it's it's post-apocalyptic whatever say we're trying to save the world you know maybe the world isn't you can't really live there as a person right now what if they're just all in the pods right like trying to figure out and like the dad is the the first simulation and then he has a simulation within a simulation you know using you know the other characters to figure it out so he can get his answer like he's using the pod to keep himself alive to get the answer and then you know but i I, i'm just trying to think of ways that why like say why can the why is the first mate using a portal in the simulation to get to the real world and be like hey what's up bro and he looks exactly the same and yeah you think they could talk maybe through the cameras or something 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's well, just they, it just doesn't seem like you can just take a portal from the simulation to just show up in the real world. It should just be unless it's literally like the cabinet brings you to the pod, the pod opens and he's like in the other room and he just walks in the room. I, th- I think it's <laughs> the, the pod. <laughs> the Bingstown pod. The cabinet <laughs> is the actual like access point, but you can't really use it without being able to manipulate it with the iPad, I'm going to call it the technology. Yeah. And the first mate is the only one that could him or Daniel is the only one with the technology. So I'm wondering if maybe before these simulations happened, Daniel just finessed, okay, me and Elliot are going to be loop proof. Like you throw Elliot overboard. I'm just going to write the code in that. He just goes right back to the cap and me and him can't die. Would that okay. possible? kind of a little bit? I can see yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, he has he has a device, he has a doohickey, he has the. I mean, not that the flashlight means anything, but it means something in the sense it feels like he was able to almost either could he have coded that in or did he like you can't he couldn't have brought that for like in the outside. You know what I mean? It's not like he could pack that in a backpack for when he was in reality and then got sucked into the simulation. So that can also play into it as well. Yeah. Also. We are 15 minutes out from some football, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to steer the conversation back to our burning. I think we're done. I'm ready. I got two yeah. things to say, and I'm good, and one of them Let's is very it. quick. Um, my first thing is we talked about the Black Pyramid being like a key, like the whole point of it is to open it up and put the key in it. But All does right. that rule out the fact that the Black Pyramid was still the cause of the, that wax time bubble that like stopped time? Because that we haven't gotten back to that. Wayne, and but it's yeah. not like I they just, used it for the key. I just think it's part. It's the simulation. Like, like yeah, again, something had to have caused that to mm. happen. Was it Daniel or the boy? Elliot. Clearly, wasn't oh. Daniel because he was trying to. Or, he, yeah, was, he, he was. He was slowed down too. Daniel. And Daniel. Was it would have been down. Elliot. It would have been Elliot. Yeah, unless so, like, that means has... that the Black Pyramid has abilities past just being a yeah. key for Mara. Whatever the everything is you know but it's yeah. also like if we're talking about like the bugs just being symbolism for like a bug in the simulation like maybe elliot That's i don't know salty because, about that yeah but it may, maybe yeah. maybe i can't really say that because it's it seems like daniel needs the ipad to be able to do some of his stuff that he does so i can't we can't just say like elliot has like powers in the simulation where he could stop shit right I know. I, he, he seems right. more important than just using as a bargaining chip because obviously he wants the boy is it because the boy has the pyramid is it because the boy is what's going to get mara to actually break and give him the code i guess that's something we'll why, have to find why out. does he have a tattoo on his neck dude also true he's too young He's too young for a tattoo on his neck. Maybe they were part of a cult and then she changed her mind or something. This is a perfect time for me to say my second thing here is I said it last episode and I'll say it again. I am so sorry to Elliot for my slander in the first couple yeah, podcasts right, and how right, much right. I hated on him because I love Elliot. Yeah, damn right. You were right. you were calling for them to pop him in the face or beating the shit out of him. Yeah, right. You want- <laughs> don't regret that. He deserved that one. And she was I- doing that. You wanted her his own mother to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Look, before episode five, we had no clarity whatsoever. I set it off the podcast. I thought he was the literal son of the devil and I would have been leading the charge <laughs> of the mob with the pitchforks. <laughs> Before, like, I yeah. I had simulation confirmed. I was just like, I don't know. People are dying. This kid is creepy. Yeah, yeah he Kill is him. creepy as shit. That's now, a good point. going back to this kid in the tattoo, like, if his whole purpose is to get her to remember, why was he so creepy and smat and, like, grabbed her hand like a freaking turbo speed when she went to see the tattoo? Wouldn't you think, like, he would want her to see the tattoo because that 
Now he got a the only he got a buff in the recent update. So his reactions, he didn't he forgot how to control. Yeah. He wasn't used to it because <laughs> it's like you see the tattoo and she remembers. The only thing I could think of on that one is that maybe she would be like, "Why do you have that tattoo on your neck?" And he's like, "Shh, they're listening. Don't say yeah. that out loud." And then maybe she like, does oh, too. Eli's in there, dude. I'm going for Dave. Eli. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Eli. Also, that's so good. If he got a buff, and oh my gosh, if he got a buff. In the last update, then why did he just go completely limp biscuit when Ibn <laughs> threw him overboard? Yeah, right. He was ready he was for just it. Just like, bro. all right. He knew what he needed to do. He needed the emotional shock. Of Dude, it. if I was if I was Eli and I knew I wasn't gonna die, like I'd be doing. I after she throws me, I'd be doing like flips and shit, like trying yeah. swan diving into the water. Like, all right, let's reel right. this. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> la- the last thing I will make until I get us into our outro is that if Daniel can actually fuck with the source code and bring things in, then he should just fucking source himself a machine gun or something i don't know how helpful that would be but he should be more stocked out than he is yeah agree all right party that shots for be... everybody okay yeah Anyone else that's my parting shot i just want to have a quick conversation we can make it pretty brief about the dangers here about you know the the comparisons to westworld i think that they're not going there i know i see it i see that i see that eagles logo where we got two seconds i think they're not gonna go there fully but it is in my mind a little dangerous hearing like us saying loops and stories and this and that and resetting the stories over and over and over. Um, it does remind me of Westworld a little too much right now with the simulations, but I think it's not going to go there any further. So I'm going to be fine. But the Westworld comparisons that we keep saying on the pod, not necessarily like every second we're saying Westworld, but it just seems too similar when we do say it, where I'm like, yeah. all right, it's not like they're stealing any stories, but I'm like, you know, I'm using Westworld in my head a lot where I'm just like, all right, we have a simulation here where we use the loop thing where it's just every, every, you know, just like Dolores in Westworld season one, she wakes up. It's the same loop over and over. We're talking about each, each ship is a simulation. We're talking about, you know, putting the stories in their head, giving them their own stories for whether it's the NPC or the main people, um, you know. I'm just saying I'm just saying I don't want it to get too close to Westworld. I'm not saying it is now. I'm just saying I don't want it to get too close because also Westworld's thing was was a little bit backwards to what we're doing. But like, you know, the dad's whole thing is, you know, he would love the freaking robots from Westworld because they are only well until they evolve. They're emotionless and they just go by their code and their logic. And, you know, and that's what he's trying to find out of humans. But that's the whole point of Westworld. Like finding human nature and we're talking about NPCs falling in love and whether you want to make a joke about it or not. But, you know, I'm just, th- I get, I'm getting a lot of Westworld stuff and I don't know if I like it too much, but I'm just saying dangers for the future, not for right now, for the future. Mm-hmm. If they keep going that way. Baseless. Baseless. How hot is that? I'm super excited for Ike next next episode because he sat on the sidelines here. He's about to be the MVP of the finale and whatever we get from him, like it's going to be awesome. So I'm very excited for our captain. My parting shot is I feel really good about the first mate being the brother theory, especially I forgot to kind of like connect the two dots. That comment saying, oh, my dad always favored my excuse me, my dad favored me over my brother, the dynamic between the first mate and 
the ship company owner seems very much a son trying to win the affections yeah. of his father. Yeah, yeah, like, agreed. He always has his tail between his legs in the interaction. He's trying to like do all the grunt work and please him. So I, I, I really like that theory. I'm going to Babe Ruth call my shot and say that when we find that out is because he's going to call her Henry. By accident. Ooh. By accident, yes. Yes, I like that. So my parting shot. Gonna... <laughs> uh, so so in that in that way, are you saying, Brian, that you, do you think the envelopes are a part of the simulation where he's actually not on Mora's side at this point in the story? He's trying to get the dad's affection. He's using he's he's part of the simulation as the dad's, you know, whatever. Um, I think he's again. I think he I think that he worked towards getting the affection, realized what was actually going on. It's like, oh, fuck, we got to stop now this he's a double agent. Yeah. So now he's sliding the, the envelopes around. OK, he's that's, not 100 percent on either side. He's sympathetic to both causes. And I think that's what his character's strife and development will be is him deciding. Is it am I going to be team dad or team Mora? I like that. Okay. Only if it's all the brother. Right. <laughs> like this. All it's goes the brother. Out the window. Only yeah. if it's yeah. the brother. But it's my brother. parting brother. shot. Before Jimmy took his third parting shot, was that I feel good about that theory? Yeah, and I, my, my, right, par, my parting shot here is that I want I want Kyle to hit us with a good outro, dude. Okay, because but but now my part my last parting shot is that I'm very excited to watch the finale, guys. Oh my god, what a what a waste of fucking ten seconds that was! All right, so I won't waste any more time. First of all, of course, thank you for listening to our coverage of 1899. This was episode seven. We've also obviously covered episodes one and two, three and four, five and six, and we will be covering the finale in its own episode, which will be coming out soon. Uh, we are covering a lot of other shows. We've covered a lot of other shows. I really recommend BingetownTV.com. It's all there for you. You can pop from there to whatever you know service you listen on, but it's going to give you it all organized by what shows we've done. I'm, I guarantee there is a show that we've covered that you like and have listened to. So be sure if you like us here, you're going to like us somewhere else in one of those other shows. So definitely go ahead and do that. Uh, follow us on social medias at Bingetown TV. And uh, yeah, be sure to tune in for the finale. Uh, be sure to tune in for the finale because we will be here and we'll be freaking out like we always do. And we'll have a lot of parting shots. Yes. And more parting shots, of course. <laughs> go birds. All right. All right, boys. Go birds. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.